My name is Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. You're listening to the Root and STEM podcast, a podcast exploring issues and stories in STEAM education. In this episode, we explore STEM learning and education in modern communication avenues. My name is Olivia DeBercier. I'm a master's student at the University of Alberta in Edmonton and I study aquatic invertebrates. So I specifically am looking at beetles and these little things called water boatmen that live in stormwater ponds in the city. So my study is in urban ecology. Yeah, I'm very passionate about science communication. So I've done work at the Edmonton Valley Zoo, um, the Royal Alberta Museum, and basically wherever I can do science communication. I'm Sophia Osborne. I'm a master's student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, where I'm doing my MFA in creative writing. I'm also a freelance writer, editor, and audio producer. And I, I've written science and environmental journalism for places like the Narwhal and the Taiyi. I'm also very passionate about science communication. And Olivia and I co-host the podcast Beyond Blathers together which is a lot of fun. Yes, you may recall at the start of the pandemic, the new Animal Crossing game was released. It's a Nintendo Switch game, and there have been many versions in the past, so you may have played it as a kid. It's basically like a very peaceful game where you go around and you build your island up, and there's cute little animal villagers, and you collect bugs and fish and fossils for the museum and at the museum there's this little owl called blathers and he tells you a little bit about whatever you collected and then it goes in the museum the museum is very wholesome and particularly during the pandemic where we couldn't go anywhere it was kind of nice to have a little museum to walk around in um and yeah we thought it would be a really cute idea to basically talk about all the critters you were catching in the game but how they were in real life and use that as sort of an educational tool because particularly at the start of the pandemic animal crossing was really big and so we thought that would be our niche into this science communication podcast sphere yeah and also importantly blathers hates insects that's like one of his things is that if you bring him an insect he will just be like ew you know about everything about it and so I, I kind of like that about the podcast since Olivia is an entomologist and is so passionate about insects that we get to kind of dispel Blather's insect hate a bit. But we also, yeah, do fish and fossils and you can also dive for sea creatures in the game. There are a lot of sea creatures actually, so we've been doing those as well. Like Olivia said, we were both playing a lot at the start of the pandemic. Um, I was actually in Glasgow uh, studying abroad when the pandemic happened. I remember like buying a Nintendo Switch Lite, knowing that I would have to fly back to Vancouver and quarantine for two weeks and <laughs> just being like, okay, I, I need something to do. And I, I played so much during that time and Olivia was playing a lot too. 
And I remember saying to Olivia, because we'd always, uh, we met in university when we were both working at the student newspaper, and we both loved working on science communication stories. And we'd always wanted to do some kind of science communication project together. We didn't quite know, you know, whether it'd be like a book or a magazine or whatever. And I remember saying to her that I wished she would tell me more about like the the things that Blathers would say in the game because he would say, you know, a couple sentences about each animal. And I think the name just like came to me right away of Beyond Blathers, just kind of to go beyond what he said in the game. And like Olivia was really excited about the idea too. And we both kind of didn't have a lot going on because of the pandemic. So it just felt like the right time to do it. I feel a little bit like at the start of the show, we talked a bit more about Animal Crossing. And now usually we sort of start with what Blather says about it. And then we're like, okay, well, what's what are the other facts we can talk about here? And so I guess the goal is to sort of get people here listening to the show because of the, sh- the video game and then keep them along with just fascinating facts about all of these animals. Because what I like about the sort of selection of things you can catch in the game is that they're not the most charismatic big creatures that you usually hear about um, and that the general public would know facts and things about. They're like stuff like tiger beetles and uh, sunfish, which I guess is maybe a more charismatic example, but like there's some weird ones in there. And there's some facts that we've learned that have honestly been mind-blowing. I'm like, how would we have ever known this stuff if we hadn't bothered to like specifically search up facts about the barrel eye or the oarfish? Yeah, and Animal Crossing is such a special game, I think, because it appeals to like little kids, to adults. Like I think kind of anyone can get into it and and you don't have to be a big gamer to love Animal Crossing. And I think a lot of people who are sort of our age in their 20s and stuff, like remember playing it as kids, but still love to play it now. I love it because you don't have to fight at all in it, which is like, I, I like simulation games and stuff for that reason. So I think that the audience who comes to the show like from Animal Crossing are just very like sweet, wholesome people. Like that we've really found that this, the Venn diagram of people who love animals and who love Animal Crossing are just like the nicest people. So we really have such a nice community of of listeners who are just, yeah, so sweet and supportive. So that's been a very nice sort of niche to find as well. I think also there's something about the meditative nature of the game that we've been sort of almost unintentionally, at least at first, replicating in the podcast where we sort of try to reflect a more positive tone when talking about wildlife. I mean, we don't shy away from conservation issues and talking about hard things, but we also try and keep it positive and light and digestible in that way. Cause I think it's very easy, especially coming from conservation biology. It's, it's kind of hard sometimes to find enjoyable animal content that doesn't make me feel really sad after I've consumed it. So yeah, kind of replicate the feeling people get when they're playing the game. It's amazing too how many scientists play like because sometimes we'll have guests on who are experts about certain animals or who are also, you know, hosts of other animal podcasts and everything and most people who we have on have played and a lot of them have played since they were kids or you know have played for a long time and 
that's really fun too. Like it, it's it's a a pretty ac- like scientifically accurate game as we get into in the podcast. Like occasionally Blathers is wrong about something, but usually it's it's well researched and yeah. So that's it's cool. It's cool how it just brings everyone together. When I think back on why I went into science in the first place, I think a lot about the media I consumed. And I didn't play a lot of video games as a kid, but I did watch a lot of TV. <laughs> and, you know, I was watching things like Zabumafu or any sort of like eyewitness VHS we got from the library. And so I think that had a major impact on the field I chose because very often the interests you have as a kid, they can carry with you, especially when it's something like animals or dinosaurs or science, um, because those are so exciting to kids. So if you get introduced to that young, it stays with you for sure. Yeah, I I totally agree. I played a lot of Zoo Tycoon growing up, which probably isn't the most kind of accurate towards like science and conservation, but it's because I loved animals and it was like a way to interact with them. And I think with Animal Crossing, especially with the museum in New Horizons, which is the game that we mostly talk about, it is like a world-class museum. And as we've talked to museum experts on the podcast, like they're like, yeah, this, this is an amazing museum. The way that it's set up, the way that it's all arranged, like they clearly put so much thought into it. So I think there's something about having kind of such scientifically accurate sort of information, but it's also fun and it's accessible kind of at all levels. But I think it's amazing. Usually when you hear, you know, if you talk to like a doctor about watching Grey's Anatomy or something, they're going to be like, that's very inaccurate. But talk to people who work in museums and they're like, yes, the museum in New Horizons is very accurate. Yeah, like as an example for the accuracy of the museum or the intricacies, if you go into the sort of into the fossil hall, it leads you, it it starts off with the earliest creatures and sort of it leads you down this family tree of evolution. So as you walk further and further into the exhibit, the creatures become more and more current. It's not the right word I'm looking for, but yeah, the the most the oldest to the most recent creatures and it's just like subtle things like that that I think are really successful at communicating a story even something as simple as your video game museum design. The amount of scientific literature I've gotten used to reading every week is has been really helpful when it comes down to even doing my master's like if even if we're just not just talking about the facts I learn, which are obviously so exciting and get me really nerdy, but like just the skills you build from reading and having to interpret that and go, okay, what is the most interesting to the general public? What is interesting to someone who's an expert, but for which you need a lot of context to process that information about that animal, like, and having to select what's relevant and then write a script for it, just that process um, is really helpful and I found is helpful even in giving presentations and talks that are more academic. So I think it's been fantastic, at least for me, and I'm I'm sure the same for Sophia. Yeah, I think my perspective is a bit different because I came into the podcast with a lot less scientific knowledge. Um, I actually started out my undergrad degree as a science student 
So I've taken some courses. Um, I even took like an intro entomology course, but it's it's a very different experience to be engaging with it with Olivia and in sort of in such a fun way that is really focused on kind of interesting and fun facts rather than like let's memorize the taxonomy of this insect or something like that. And I have learned so much. I really have uh, Olivia and I this August we went to the Royal Tyrell Museum in Drumheller in Alberta and I had been once before um in in my undergrad and I'd gotten a lot out of the museum at that time like I had I had a lot of fun there but when I went back with Olivia after having done like 2 years of this podcast having covered a lot of prehistoric animals it was just an amazing experience of being like whoa that's the notosaur that we talked about on the show and that's you know, that's this and that's that. And that was such a cool experience of of really realizing how much I had internalized from the show and not even memorizing things. Like I'm just not someone who's good at memorizing, but more just the the greater context of everything and how everything fits together. Also reading Olivia's scripts because Olivia writes most of our scripts. Like I'll occasionally give her a break for a week by doing the research. Like Olivia's always been an amazing writer, but just seeing how much her science communication has improved. Improved sounds like mean, but just like it's truly become so good. And it's like she's just writing it. And it's like sometimes she'll write scripts that just completely blow me away with how they're structured and like beautiful descriptions of like, we're going to take you into the kelp forest. And like, this is the experience of the, as you're going like further and further into it. And it's so immersive. And yeah, so I think I just can see how doing this every week has like helped with science communication so much and I know it has for me too with with editing having to edit every week um because I produce the episodes um and Olivia also does amazing illustrations each week like that's a lot to do every week and I've loved seeing like how her art has evolved through that time as well so I we've we've talked about this before how doing something once a week every week like you will see such huge will get better (laughs) yeah you can find beyond blathers on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and for more about steam stories and education check out the root and stem magazine at pinwa.com or more episodes of the root and stem podcast Available to download on your streaming platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google.